Wait. On this week. You don't have to start on all the way over. You can just oh, you can go through. Okay. On this week's Graze the Rims. I'm going to nail this. Ready? Okay, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do it in one take. On this week's Graze the Rim. This is the episode of the All-NBA Teams. We go through our picks for first, second, and third All-NBA Teams. We look at the results of the poll of you, the listeners. And we try to draft what we think the real results will be. As always, we wrap up with Splash or Pass. So lock up the dogs. We are live. Welcome to the Grays at the Rim podcast. This, of course, is an NBA podcast hosted by two, I guess, former basketball players who have logged thousands of minutes on a basketball court. A rest assured, we know what we are talking about. I am Robbie Thomas, joined by Seth Curran. Seth, that's a beautiful spring day. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I feel great. Uh, my windows are open. You might hear some birds chirping. We hear birds chirping uh, regardless, so. That's true. Certainly won't hurt, Yes. <laughs> Good, good to hear. Uh, I don't think we have any real pregame. Do we have pregame notes? No, just some injury, injury news. Okay. That's all. Sad pregame notes. It's, it's always sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jalen Brown, Celtics forward, all-star forward, uh, tore a ligament in his wrist. He's done for the year. Yeah, horrible. soft, yes. Horrible. It, yeah. So he was already out with an ankle injury and then somehow tore this ligament. Who knows? But horrible news for the Celtics who are... Just having the the seasons just falling apart for him. Yeah, they're done. Uh, I mean, they're dead. As yeah, far as ex- exactly. Yep. And then they're gonna have to if they make the playoffs, they're gonna face the probably the Nets or the Sixers. So good luck. And Zion, most likely done for the season. Was it something with his pinky finger, which sounds super soft, <laughs> but he's. <laughs> I think it was his pinky finger. Okay, God, I could right. be wrong, but uh, uh, he's out indefinitely. I mean, so as their season I, yeah, ends anyway, yeah. Over. It's fine. And then some some more important news: uh, the the Wizards who have been surging lately, fighting hard to get in this play the play in to get the playoffs. Brad Beal uh, has a hamstring lingering hamstring injury that they have said could be season end season ending. Um, we're so close to the, end of the season, so we'll see how long it keeps him out, but. If he's not able to go in the play-in, it's got to hurt the Wizards' chances. Oh, but Russ. Can you imagine Russ, a, a Beal-less Wizards with Russ at the helm? Taking 40 shots in the he is, <laughs> His eyes are going to glow. He's, he's like, <laughs> just level up and the usage rate is going to go through the roof. Right oh, with definitely. New metrics. Actually, let's just jump into some game recaps. While we're talking about the, uh, the Wizards, Yeah, they had a big win the other night over the Pacers. And although the Pacers are in the nine seed right now, after that win, the uh, the Wizards had jumped them, and now they own the tiebreaker. So they're currently behind just by uh, the half a game. The Wizards are behind the Pacers, uh, but they hold the tiebreaker. So we'll see that for home court advantage in that 9-10 play-in game that they're most likely going to be a part of. Right. Uh, but during that game is when Russ tied the triple-double record and then went on just last night. Two nights ago, whatever it was, uh, 182 triple doubles. Robbie, is is it impressive to you? Because I know it's there's people that are on both sides. Like some people are not impressed by triple doubles, don't see the value in it. 
and then there are people like me that think it's phenomenal. <laughs> well, good, good, subtle, not biased setup for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, it's uh, wasn't it you that tweeted it at Grizz the Rim that said like the most impressive thing is Russ has made triple doubles unimpressive. As yeah, he's made him not cool. Yeah, as like, that's so cool. As he made him, yeah, yeah. That that's definitely. I, I think the the most impressive part is how just just presumed it is that you know yeah. that, that that he's just the kind of guy that he gets him so often and so frequently that that it's not like it's just not that big of a deal when it shows up on the stat line. And so that's this is actually funny. So when I I texted some friends in a group text about doing the poll, one of a friend is a huge Russell Westbrook fan. My brother is a huge anti-Russell Westbrook fan. So there's a little <laughs> argument. Somehow that came up. And obviously I have to argue against my brother because that's just what you do. Obviously. So I, I was looking at Russ stats and like, I mean, at the end of the day, do, I, like, do you want him on your team trying to win a championship? I don't know. Not at $40 million. I, my answer is probably not. Not at $40 million. That's for sure. Yeah. I, but, but like, I don't want to take away from how impressive of, like, this is a however many 30-year-old record. That he's breaking, and well, in honor right. of me arguing for Russell Westbrook, did you see the stat from uh, was mismatch Mm-mm. about Rust? So uh, since the All Star break, Russell Westbrook is first in the league in assists. He has a hundred and fifty more assists than second place Chris <laughs> Paul, and he is first in the league in rebounds and has fifty more rebounds than Jonas Valanciunas, who said no, That's actually insane. So leading that... the league in both, leading assists by a gigantic margin. Is, that's is, unreal. Is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of makes you wonder if he was healthy and they were kind of ready to go all year what their season would mm-hmm. look like. But I don't want, I mean, I mean, it's anytime an old record gets broken, it's monumental. And whether or not, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe the arguments of how much Russ helps your team isn't appropriate at this time. Because it's awesome. It's an awesome record. Yeah, right. He I feel is, like that, that argument takes away from about how cool this this record right. is I and mean, what he's and he able is to do. Like, like, you know, obviously he's always, in recent memory, been Mr. Triple Dibble, Mr. Triple Double. What did they say? <laughs> he's recently been Mr. Triple Double, but now he's all-time Mr. Triple Double, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, so I was looking at his stats, like where he ranks all-time in stats, and he is 41st in points. 12th in assists and 128th in rebounds, but like as a point guard, 128th of any player that's yeah. ever played in the NBA. Yeah. Sure there's insane. not many point guards above him. Right, right, right. And the fact about it is if everybody could do this, or if anybody could do this, everyone would do it, whatever that is. If everyone, if anyone, if everyone, if everyone could do this, everybody would do this. Okay. How about that? <laughs> it's a little choppy, but I understand. I understand the point. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just I love what he's done, and then the way that he has, <laughs> the way that he has really picked it up over the last like five or six years. Like he had twenty triple doubles by the end of the twenty fifteen season, so he's had a hundred in six years. It was like half his career. One hundred sixty one triple right? doubles in four hundred thirty one games. So thirty percent, thirty seven percent of games in the last six years have resulted in a rush triple double. <laughs> Which is higher than Chris Paul and Harden's three point percentage, by the way. <laughs> That's good. Very niche stat. Good. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Congrats to Russ if he's listening. Russ, congratulations. Yeah. I mean, but but the point is, like, I looked this up. One hundred twenty three players average double digits right now. Thirteen players average double digit rebounds, and one player averages double digit assists. He does all of those things. Mm. Averages triple double. Yeah. Averages double digit and all those. So. Russ, don't listen to haters. 
Uh, I don't want you on my team if I'm trying to win championships. Yeah, maybe if the haters are telling you to shoot less, listen to those haters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, in other play-in news, the Celtics are playing in the play-in. Uh, it's official. Yeah. They got beat twice by the Heat this week. A six-point loss and an eight-point loss, but both games were dominated by the Heat. Yeah. Uh, late pushes from the Celtics both games made them look respectable on the scoreline. And then with this Jalen Brown news, I mean, that sucks, but... The Celtics are dead. And I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I've been interested, like, listening to Jalen Brown, or not Jalen Brown, listening to Jason Tatum in the post-game interviews for these last few games. Like, welcome to the life of being a star on an underperforming team. You know, yeah. it's it's the expectations are higher, and they're going to be harder on you when things don't go well. That Just hearing him in the post-game interview was, it was almost like he's, like, not trying to tell people to back off, but, like, He's like, I'm trying. Like, we're trying kind of thing. And it's like, well, that sucks. It's like, you, you want to be a star, be LNBA, you're playing like it sometimes. We'll play like it all the time. That's the expectation, yeah. especially in Boston, where they're a bunch of assholes. <laughs> right. Then I just, like 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 you said, the Celtics are dead. And even when, I mean, what do the Celtics do? Well, I'm not going to get into it, but the Celtics are, when they're healthy, they're, they're nowhere near the top three in the East. Right. And those guys aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, it's it's definitely a a problem that Danny Ainge you have to figure out uh, yeah. that he will do unsuccessfully. So <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> this is a, I mean this is a it was a bad year for them. A lot, like a lot of things went wrong. They had COVID, they had some injuries, but like, yeah, they he, were actually the the most affected team. Like players missed no, the most amount of games due to COVID. Yeah, yeah. But, but go on. I was just saying, even if that notwithstanding, I if they were healthy, I wouldn't like them as a like they're clearly not in the top tier in the East. Right. Definitely. Um, so yeah, like I said, they're going to get either if they, you know, if they win their play in, they'll get the seven or eight Sixers, Nets or Bucks. And that'll be a, a quick exit for the Celtics. I don't think they're going to win the play in. I feel I just, I, they just, they haven't looked They've come out so slow. Like you said, the, the first game with the heat, it was like 18 points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Like it was terrible. Yeah. And I just, you know, at the Hornets who are the eight seed right now in that playing game, I think, Ooh, I think they could come out and smack them <laughs> out. I know Gordon Hayward would like that. I know that. <laughs> All right, and then last thing to touch on here. Uh, the Lakers have had kind of a crazy week. They got dis- destroyed by the Clippers, and then they got beat by the Blazers. Then they turned around and beat the Suns and the Knicks. And uh, it's pretty much official now that the Lakers are playing in the play, and they'll get the seven seed. It's up in the air whether they'll get the Warriors or the Grizzlies. Those are the two teams that, that are fighting for the eight seed. Just a weird turnaround for the Lakers after looking so bad uh, and turn around and then beat two really good teams like the Suns and Knicks. A lot of that has to do with uh, the resurgence of Anthony Davis, who has looked fantastic even in the in the Blazers' loss. Yeah, I think that's a great sign for Lakers fans. Yeah, I mean, going I I almost rather they fall to the eighth seed, which isn't. I mean, there's no way that could happen. But I I want them on the other side of the bracket. I do like Anthony Davis is back. He's playing great. LeBron will be back at some version of himself. Mm-hmm. They have a chance to go into the playing game on a serious win streak. So right now, the Suns and the Jazz are still back and forth. It's still kind of up in the air for who's going to be one too. But either way, the Lakers have to play one of those teams. They beat in the Clippers, and then they have probably whoever wasn't the two, which yeah. would be a brutal three series. If they're in the if they're the eight seed, they would get the one seed first round. But then they get the probably the. Uh, the, the Blazers Nuggets, Nuggets. Yeah. yeah, which which would be a much preferred second round series because going through, let's say that it's Jazz Suns Clippers is one two three. 
If you're the two seed, you would play. If you're the seven seed, you would play Suns, Clippers, Jazz just to get to the finals, which would be. Mm-hmm. A, There'd be, there'd be no doubt of who the best team absolutely, was if absolutely. they win that. I, like, honestly, I think they could do it. I'm seeing Anthony Davis be back and play well. It gives me much more confidence, Will. Yeah. Uh, two things about the Lakers while we're here. Andre Drummond, this is this is my consensus <laughs> of Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is an all-time, all-time first-team, like, fake, try-hard, make-it-look-like-you're-giving-effort-but-you-really-make-terrible-positional-plays guy. Yes. Yes. You understand that what I'm saying? I know exactly like what you're he, talking he's about. He's way out of position. There's no way he's going to get a steal. He goes for the steal to make it look like he's trying. Like throws his arm or throws his arms out yes. when he has no chance he goes of getting for to, an yeah. offensive rebound. Or, like and it's and it's it's just how oh, I hate it. That being said, he and Anthony Davis can be a nightmare on the rebounding, offensive yeah. and defensive. Like they are both when they're both giving effort. They're so long, so physical that they could dominate, especially some smaller teams on the boards. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, Caruso. Alex Caruso, who is Frank Vogel, came out and said Caruso should be considered for an all-defensive team, and mm-hmm. I agree, unbiasedly. I mean, the Lakers are—they're like, I think they're they're third or fourth right now in defense, mm-hmm. in defense rating. Yeah, but they—I mean—they were around the top all year, and that's without their two best players, who are both good defenders. Alex Caruso, I saw the stat. So among guards, was it? it's a defensive impact of point of attack defenders aggregate versus per one hundred possessions. So that makes sense, right? So, Got it. <laughs> uh, defense, I, was, I have no idea how they measure this, but defensive impact per 100 possessions, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Alex Russo is number one in the league among guards. Wow. Wow. Uh, and defensive impact, not per possession, so minutes matter. He is uh, like third. And that's because he plays like 20 minutes a game. Ben Simmons mm-hmm. is first. So he's, I mean, he's really good defensively. And I think. Somebody from a great defensive team like the Lakers should be considered for all defense. Also, do you want to guess who's dead last in per 100 and with minutes mattered among guards? Daniel Russell. No. Oh. <laughs> it's not close. This guy. You should know it. We've talked about him before. Who is it? Uh, Trey Young. <laughs> Considerably the worst defensive guard in the league. I can step. imagine it's not if close. you can believe yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I am... Especially with this two-game win streak, I'm much more optimistic about their chances than I yeah. was before. Yeah, uh, and they play the Rockets tonight. Not that they're, the rest of their season doesn't matter, wins and losses-wise. Well, but I mean, if they AD win and, out and the Blazers stumble... I, I mean, there's still a, there's a chance. slight chance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but do you want that? Do you want the Clippers' first round? Probably not. Well, I don't know. Missed playing would be nice. That's true. Just one uh, but it, game that it's matters. One extra, yeah, that's true. But both AD and, and LeBron are going to miss tonight's game, but it sounds like LeBron is back... Whenever they play next, Which, yeah, I don't good. Even know that is. Like the rumor was, like he's gonna come back for the Knicks game, and then now he'll be back the next night for Rockets. Why are we? Why is he coming back for the Rockets? Why can't exactly? <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad he's not playing for this. No point in playing tonight. Yes. Okay. You ready to move on? Yes. Let's get into our main story, the All NBA episode. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna tell you our teams. We had some of you great listeners fill out a form about and fill out your All NBA teams. We'll get into that. Um, where do you want to start, Rob? I think we start with our teams. Okay. I think that's the easiest. Before, actually, before we do this, over let's let's inv- uh, look down. Let's God, what's got him? <laughs> let's step back, zoom out, look at the big picture with all NBA teams. First of all, this was super fun for me. I yeah. That yeah. being said, it was also hard and stressful and not fun. I did a lot of stat looking. I also tried to not just go by stats, try to you know do some eye tests for what I've seen this year. I do. I will shout out Stathead. 
the website because I was using their website and they had a little thing that said, if you use this site for a tweet article uh-huh. or for research for a broadcast or a podcast, please strongly consider citing this site as a source of the material. It would be greatly appreciated and would help us continue to produce the material. Stathead, I am citing you. I used your website. Consider were, you cited. They were good stats. <laughs> all right, so all NBA teams, positional. This the, this positional BS that's happening. It's so stupid. We've talked about it. I, I say we've talked about it as in me and you, Seth, have talked about it. The issue yes. is yes. when all NBA teams are announced, and I couldn't find a list of this, like the official positions. Did you? Did you try? Mm-mm. Could you? Mm-mm. Well, so so players are because we don't get a vote, Robbie. I know. I <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> if I did, I would have got it. Actually, that was my next note. Was believe it or not, I didn't get an official ballot. Um, (laughs) but okay so the thing is so players when the all-nba ballots come out eligible players are listed in positions that they're eligible for and the liberties that the league takes at picking players in positions is insane so right now both Nicole Jokic and Joel Embiid are considered forward slash center even though I know Joel Embiid hasn't played a single second at anything other than center I imagine Jokic is the same but it's it's for some reason they're both considered forward slash center, and I can't mm-hmm. find any reason for it other than the NBA wants them both on first team, right? Right. Uh, Jokic has played a hundred percent of his minutes at center. Okay, thank you. Good. So 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 this that on one hand is just a clear we want them both to be first team. Even like less egregious, but that happens a lot. Happens all the time is the guard slash forward thing mm-hmm. that players could play. Something like Jason Tatum is listed as a guard slash forward. He has played three percent of his minutes this year at shooting guard. He's not a he's not a guard. Like it's like in soccer, if the two best players in the world were goalies. So because one of them went up to try to score a corner kick at the end of the game, he's technically a striker. So he can be considered a striker. So you can put them both on the first team all soccer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yes. This what it does is this this punishes positionally locked players. So as a spoiler alert, Clint Capella was my vote for the fourth. He would have been fourth best center. Like I had him at number four in centers. I did too. Uh, So he's the fourth best player at his position. He has no chance. He he might not even get a vote for all NBA team, like a single vote. Because all he could play is center and there's three centers better than him. Like Jason Tatum could be the fourth best guard slash forward and he would be first team. It would be good enough for first team Mm -hmm. because if you're a guard slash forward, there's 12 positions you're eligible for. Or if you're a center, there's three. You, You have stats. Where people have logged the most minutes, what position? So you either can like you don't have an excuse, right? So you should either hard lock players into positions or go positionless. And like if a guy, my vote, yeah, is positionless. I think I so hate too. the position. I, yeah, yeah. Pick the five best players. Do the fifteen best players first team, second yeah. third team. That makes the most sense. And if a guy plays multiple positions, take that into account when voting. Don't give him all the positions as a benefit. Like right. If, if you want to benefit Jason Tatum from playing multiple positions, take that into effect when you're. Deciding who to vote for. Don't don't give him the extra benefit of more positions. So I I know I try to be more position locked in my all te- all NBA teams. Yeah, like I didn't do I any did of that Embiid at first team forward bullcrap. Hell no. All right, no. good. Let's uh, you know let's and go through and it. we limit we limited the form to that too. We didn't we yes. didn't make Embiid available yep. for a forward position. Yes, either. yes, because it's stupid and it's because it, he's not a forward. So <laughs> our our teams, Seth. You just want to go through first team first? Just go down teams? I think I, there were some. There was four really easy picks for me on this first Ooh, team. I only have three. I mean, I think okay. there's, there's three easy locks. Yeah. Uh, Jokic, Giannis, Curry, right? Yes. I yes. mean, they're, they're interesting, like, stats-wise. They're top three in the league in, like, plus-minus, five-over, like, all the advanced stats. 
These guys right. are way up. I just put uh, let's not overthink it. That's my description. That's for those great guys. stats. Do I have any stats to talk about? Um, I, so you know, MVP. 26, 11, 8.5 while shooting career-high splits like across the board. Mm-hmm. He is, his value over replacement is like insanely number roof. one. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of crazy stats. I will – oh, sidebar when I was looking up some of these crazy stats, Seth. The, Gino has the highest turnover percentage in the league by a wide margin. No, enlighten me. Uh, it's Draymond Green. <laughs> uh, so and for those of you that don't know, I'll explain it. So turnover percentage – uh, refers to the percentage of employees who leave an organization during a certain period of time. Uh, that is a reference to the fact that I didn't specify NBA when I looked up turnover percentage on Google, and it just gave me like, a corporate turnover percentage. What the NBA turnover percentage is, I have no idea. But I do know that German Green, it, they said like percentage per, or turnovers involved in per 100 possessions or something like that. Mm. But Draymond mm-hmm. Green was 31%, which was 10% higher than number two. Mm, so like, it leads the league in something. It is insane, yes. That's the only thing you need to talk about for that. But <laughs> Jokic is insane. And, and like like Nick Wright came out and was like anti-Jokic being MVP. Okay, yeah. That's Stu- so dumb. Yeah. All of the numbers back up Jokic should be MVP, deserving MVP. Yeah. I, I, my tweet was uh, this week was like, obviously they, they, they throw other names in because it gives them something to talk about. Like it, it for Nick Wright, someone's going to – he has to talk on air every day. He's got to have something to talk about. Uh, MVP uh, is something that people care about. But Jokic is going to win this pretty close to unanimous, yeah. unanimous. I don't think it'll be unanimous. No, I don't either. One guy. There's always, what was his name? I Washburn. Gary Washburn. Is that got it? it? Nice. Yep. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and then, I mean, Curry, he's rewriting the record books. 3.8 is insane. Leading league in scoring. Yeah. Uh, Giannis, it's 28, second straight year. Just shout it out. Second straight year of 28, 10, and 5. And you can count on one hand the number of people that have had a season like that. So now it would have been a a great MVP race had Giannis not won it the last oh, two 100%. years. Oh, hundred percent. Him and Jokic would have been fantastic. Between voter fatigue and his like playoff success or lack yep. of, if this season was in a vacuum, he would be a hundred percent well in the race. In the but he's clear, yep. not in the race. Yeah. So I guess I can. Yeah, you want to give me your other lock because I think I know who it is. Mine's Luca. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Him and Curry, my guards. Uh, yeah, who 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 is is he yours? I look. I really okay. wanted to put Chris Paul. Me too. I really did. I had Chris Paul for the longest time. As I as I as I started diving into the numbers, I couldn't couldn't justify it. Mm-hmm. Luca's just been too good. Uh, don't let the beginning of the season like play into that. Like they were bad at the start of the season, um, but he's averaging like twenty eight eight and almost nine assists. Yeah, and, and that was that was the thing. Well, like you said, the team was bad at the beginning of the season. That was kind of the thing for me. They had they got hit by COVID pretty hard. Kristaps mm-hmm. has been on and off. Like he's really been the only thing holding this team together all year. I mean, his, his usage rate he's least the, the highest. Yeah, rate. yeah, <laughs> it's the highest. But I, so I don't know, like do we criticize? That's where I, one of the things I couldn't decide. Like Chris Paul's usage rate is way down. It's like seventieth. Mm-hmm. And Lucas is number one. Like, like do we criticize Luca for being so ball dominant when it works? You know, or or should we? What's the opposite of criticize? Should we bless Chris Paul for having a low usage rate? I don't know. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to. Yeah, like everything's up for interpretation. Like the advanced stats are, you can interpret them however you want. Mm-hmm. Really, I just think it's to have those kind of numbers, like with the usage rate so high, it's impressive to me. I mean, that's a lot of demand to be placed on one guy. So if if someone has such a high usage rate, odds are the defense is just totally locked in on him. That's true. You know, so to put up numbers like that uh, is impressive to me. 
and well worthy of a first team All NBA. And I think he will. I think so too. I so then then we get to so we had the same four. Then the fifth, the second forward spot, and this was really hard for me. This is one of the hardest ones in the whole thing because I didn't I didn't love anybody for first team. It wasn't like the second no. guard spot where there was a few people I wanted to give it to. I didn't think anybody was deserving. <laughs> I have to give it to somebody. That's yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I I picked Kawhi Leonard. Okay, same. I was like, I, oh, I need some diversity. I know. I was like, this is the one. This is where we're gonna. This is where we're gonna differ. Kawhi's been phenomenal, though. That's the way it works. If you really, uh, the numbers don't pop out like they have. They they do for other players. Like especially at this wing position. Like that's generally where the MVP comes from. Like a forward position on All NBA first team. He's averaging twenty five, six and a half rebounds, just over five assists a game. But that assist his shooting splits are really good too. Yes. Yeah, I mean he's shooting almost forty percent from three. But that assist number is well above his uh like that's his career average. And that he's really developed in that area of his game, which has made the Clippers have a fantastic season this year. And it's going a little like a little under the radar due to obviously last season, um, they're the little brother in LA. People don't really like them, you know. Mm. But that can't be taken away from Kawhi. Uh, I think he's had a fantastic season. He has. The thing is, so he's missed 18 games this year, which is a lot, especially when there's 10 less games played. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think missing games matters as much for all NBA teams as it does for MVP vote. Right. Like I'm I'm, I'm less critical of people missing games, and yeah. The numbers, are, it's very Kawhi-esque. It's kind of under the radar. He's not the defensive player he's been in the past. No. But he's still really good defensively. Like, still absolutely a plus defensively. And, uh, I think that's important. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. Like you said, he's not he's not Kawhi Leonard that you think of in San Antonio or anything like that. That's guarding LeBron in the finals. But he's just a solid defender. Knows yeah. right where he needs to be. He could, you know, he's not the, the as freakishly athletic as he was. Um, but... When there's him and Paul George out there as well, <laughs> still trouble right, for, uh, right, for right. other team offenses. Exactly. Okay, so same exact uh, first team. Right. Let's move on Quality. to second team. Well, I'll, you have I Chris mean, Paul. Chris Paul, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so I look. I like I said. I wanted to put him first team. I didn't want both first team guards to be on bottom half playoff teams. Okay. And I know so Monty Williams, the Suns coach, is a favorite to win Coach of the Year. I'm tired of it. Every everywhere Chris Paul goes, they get considerably better. Like last year, he was on the Thunder, who. They were they were like projected to be a team that's tanking, and they were mm-hmm. they were almost hosting a playoff series. So like Monty's going to get credit, but I think Chris Paul deserves a lot of the credit for the Suns' success, just okay. because it's just we've seen it everywhere he goes. Yeah, so I think what Chris Paul has done this year is incredible. I mean, he deserves so much praise. That Sun team that hasn't made the playoffs in however many years, but I think he is getting a little too much credit. Like it's gone from he's underappreciated to all right, let's scale it back. Let's scale back the praise a little bit. Well, I'm not like, like I'm not year. saying him for MVP, right? At all, right, right. Um, but but I'm saying like turning the Suns around isn't as crazy as it seems. Like putting it all on Chris Paul takes away like the development of Cam Johnson and Michael Bridges, who have both been great. Mikael Bridges has been phenomenal mm-hmm. at times. And then had DeAndre Ayton not got suspended last year, like they probably may have made the eight seed last year. So I just think. It all kind of came together at the right time, but the most noticeable difference is that Chris Paul is on this team now, and which he should get credit for that. I just I'm not sure it's as impressive as I don't know as like like you said he's not you're not putting him in your MVP vote, but no. some people are. Right. So that was did you 
Do you have him second team? Chris Paul is my second team guard, okay. yeah. Okay. Well, I bet we're going to have the same other second team guard, Damian Lillard. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was a duh for me. That was pretty also. easy. Yeah I, <laughs> yeah, I think it was a clear top four in guards. Uh, I mean, we don't have to, like, so 20, 28, 7, and 4, the end of game clutch moments have actually lived up to the hype this year. It's going to go down, like, as, like, basketball lore, like, the Damian Lillard Dame Time jump shot. Like, yeah. And and just that, that, that I think they still, I don't know if they have a negative net rating still, but they won so many close games that they, like, arguably didn't have business winning. And he, again, he, like Luca was kind of the only thing holding the team together, that mm-hmm. they had injuries to a lot of their next best players and easy, easy second team for Dame. Well, before, I mean, easy second team center also. I didn't even write it down. I would say, yeah, I put uh, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid center. And, uh, but blurb is, he's not a forward. That's why he's on this team. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Second best player, second best season this year, maybe. Yeah. But uh, nope. second team, second best player, second, second best center, second, second center. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, forwards. I got two. How many do you have? In second I team? also have two. Okay. Can you believe good, that? Good, good, good. Okay. I'll, Joel, I'll go first. Uh, LeBron James. Yeah. Okay, yep. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you this. I had um so I had I had put together like an all NBA injured team. Okay. And it was like Harden I can't remember who my other guard was, uh LeBron, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis. And I was like, God, that team would beat all of the all NBA teams. Yeah. But but uh I started looking at the games. So I looked around like what's the few fewest amount of games that all NBA players ever played? One the number one was like forty one games, but that was in the sixties. And then Scottie Pippen played forty four one season, not in a lockout season, in a full season, and still made an all NBA team. So I was like, you know what? Okay. Good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. My, my thing was so yeah, he's missed a ton of games. How many games missed is too many games missed. Right. I don't know the answer. What I do know is that before he got hurt, he was the most skeptical anti LeBron fan. Maybe not fan, because fans are stupid. And I'm a fan. <laughs> The most skeptical anti-LeBron analysts would have him top three MVP before he got hurt. Yes. Like, he was the favorite to win MVP. So, he was an MVP when he was playing. 25-8-8 was his stats. Plus, he was having a great defensive year. Like, right. the box plus minus from defensive was really good. But he was a part of that. The, they were, number one, the best defense in the league when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And with the with the scoring has been his most efficient season since coming to L.A. Like, in three seasons. Um, shoot, he's shooting the ball really well. It was just like it seemed like it was all coming together for plus. And a lot of it was without Anthony Davis or Anthony Davis not playing well. Like a, probably right. a dozen games without AD, where he had to do a lot more of the load himself. Right. Yeah. So when I was putting my team together without these those injured players, I was my second team was like these guys suck. What am I doing? <laughs> Why is he on my second team? All right, good. Good. <laughs> okay. Who's our other forward? And I, I know. Just, all right. All right. Uh, this might be different. Hopefully, it's different. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Oh, thank you. Okay, Difference. good, good, good. Yes, I'll, I'll lay out my case for Jimmy Butler. Please do, because I, I had a really tough time with this. So Jimmy Butler, uh, I think this might be the best year of his career. Mm-hmm. The the big thing. So the Heat are thirty two and nineteen with him playing. They are six and twelve without him. So the win percentage nearly doubles when he's on the court. Twenty one seven and seven, leading the league in steals. I think he is a real candidate. A real has a real chance to be first team all defense. And the Heat, who were, like, especially last year, who were a great defensive team, when he's not on the court, their defense is terrible this year. Mm-hmm. He's been, like, he, I mean, he's been playing like he was in the playoffs last year. He's been so good both ends of the floor. And especially with, like, Tyler Hero hasn't been great. I think they missed Jake Crowder more than they think. Their rotation is a little funky. And he's been, when he's playing, he has been 
their one constant and been hands down their best player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I like that. I had Julius Randle. Oh, second team I, yeah, forward. Yeah, second team forward. I was close to this. I'm glad I put you well. I was close to Julius Randle's second team. I basically, when I started this, I just had Randall penciled in on the third team. We talked about how he's going to have an All NBA season, and I started had him, and I started digging around a little bit, and then I did it with the out the injured players, and he ended up on my first team, and I was like, "What the fuck That's, am I doing?" I, no, when I first sat down and started making this, I, I, there was a, a serious time where I was like, "Is Julius Randall on my first team All NBA?" Like that was I had to have that conversation with myself. Same, same, but yeah, <laughs> he's he's my second team forward. He's been so impressive this season. I know we've talked about it so much, but. It's it's truly amazing. Like he is twenty four and ten, six assists a game, shooting forty two percent from three. I don't know if this is this is the new Jewish Randall we get, but this is the the Jewish Randall we got this season, and he's well deserving of this of this. Spot. Yeah, the 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 three you said it the three point he's forty what you said forty two percent this year. There mm-hmm. was only one season before this where he shot above twenty eight percent from three, <laughs> and this year he's shooting forty two percent on a career high attempts. Mm-hmm. He's that, shooting five and a half a game. Yeah. That's yeah. That something's up with that. I so I'll tell you the reason I didn't I, I I lowered him down was, well I mean I'm impressed he leads the league in minutes he's only missed one game and especially mm-hmm. with all of the, the back to backs and stuff him playing every day is, with all the minutes he plays is really impressive. Part of the issue, so like I said I I wanted to give Chris Paul more credit for the Suns' success like mm-hmm. than I think people were giving him or than like for Monty Williams being considered coach of the year I thought Chris Paul should have gotten more success in that. So the re and the reason I don't think Monty Williams is coach of the year is because I think. Tom Thibodeau is coach of the year. Should be coach of the okay, year. Okay, yeah. And so, like, when I looked at the – I mean, and on-off isn't a great stat, not a perfect stat by any means. Right. But, but it's the, – the team isn't really that worse when he's off the court that I think – I think the emergence of Julius Randle as a better shooter plus Tom Thibodeau's system mm-hmm. is the biggest benefactor for the Knicks' success. Not just – You're saying – Not just Julius Randle. You're saying, like, uh, when Julius Randle is off the court, you know, they're not down as – you're not losing by as much as they're saying? Yes. That well, it's that's not he's a, always on the court. That's true. That's true. He's always. But when in the few seconds that he goes and gets water breaks, <laughs> their their on off is not very significant compared to some of the other guys. Yeah. Like, like Jimmy Butler right. is when Jimmy Butler leaves the court, the Heat are considerably yeah. worse, like six points per hundred on offense and defense. Which is which is which is interesting because you would think that the the Heat bench is a little bit improved, you know, talent wise than the the Knicks bench Absolutely. is too. You know, yeah, I I, I can see your point. Uh, I'll spare you the. The suspense. Jimmy Butler is on my third team. So okay, Jewish Randall's on my third team. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Great. Um, who else is on your third team? Well, my other well center, Rudy Gobert. Sick. Same. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, same. Uh, I, I, I want to stop you there because I I uh, I'm not a Gobert fan. I really love Clint Capella, and I debated with myself. Oh, okay. okay. About putting Clint Capella on. I mean, Gobert is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. That's the only. That's my. You can't have the Defensive Player of the Year not on the All right, NBA team. Right. That's why I put him at center. Yeah. Yeah. So other forward, uh, Zion Williamson was mine. Okay. Okay. This, did you have him? No, I did not. I, I was. I, I almost put Paul George. That is I, who's I on mine. Didn't respect him <laughs> enough. I don't, I don't respect him. He's gonna. He's gonna earn it. So so Zion, the defense. His defense is terrible. Yeah. As a defender, but the, the stat, I mean, the eye test says it's terrible. The stats say it's not terrible. Terrible. Like he's just bad. Like he's not terrible bad. He's just bad bad. And a lot of good players are bad on defense. I think the biggest knock against Zion is that the team's bad. But as we've documented, a lot of it comes at end of games. They can't close games well. And I have been very vocal about 
It's all Brandon Ingram's fault why they can't close games. So I'm not going to hold that against Zion, the team's lack of success. That's right. And you I should. Mean, I mean, Zion is re- like, like he is a generational talent. And he's playing like it. He leads the league in mm-hmm. two-point field goal percentage. Or sorry, leads the league in two-point field goals made while shooting 62% from twos. And everybody in the arena knows he's going to shoot a two-pointer. And he still does it at such an incredible percentage and an incredible volume. He's seen 27 points a game. And the most impressive thing is that this point Zion that he's running like like yeah. I don't know when the transition happened from like because the highlight of Zion gets a rebound and takes it all the way and scores a layup to now all of a sudden the Pelicans get a rebound and pass to Zion then he goes mm-hmm. and scores a layup mm-hmm. that's the most impressive thing to me and the defense isn't good but there's a lot of guys on here that are bad defenders I I think he's been incredible this year and Paul George I mean for me it was Zion or Paul George who was deciding between. I just thought Paul George was clearly the second best player on his team, and Zion, what Zion was doing was more impressive to me. Right. Yeah. I, I, I had Zion was on my uh, injury free list, and that's the point I knew I've gone too far. And so I had to scale it back. But yeah, Paul, <laughs> Paul George is what I went with here. Uh, he said to start this year, uh, he's on motherfucker's ass. Uh, that's a quote. And I was like, sure, we'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not validating that, but he has been really good this year, and because I'm not, I won't believe it until I see it in the playoffs. Yes. But this is a regular season award, and this man is always really good in regular season. He's shooting forty-one percent from three, uh, and just like Kawhi, his assist number is at a career high, like not even close. Like he's over assist, one assist a game higher than his next uh, highest. But part of that's probably due to the Clippers getting great looks from the gravity of Kawhi and Paul George, but. Anyway, like Kawhi, he's a two-way star, still a really, really good defender, and he didn't make an All-NBA team last year, but the season before, he was coming off that, uh, what he called his MVP season, where he was a finalist for MVP, mm-hmm. so it's just, he, he looks more like that player again, and I think he's he deserves this, uh, this spot, but I did consider Zion, and the just the lack of defensive, I don't, I don't even know if it's awareness or ability or... <laughs> Whatever the word is, it just I don't love that. Yeah, that's I love what Zion yeah. does. I love what Zion does, but his shortcomings are definitely there. Mm. And then Jimmy was my other forward. We know that. Who you have for guards? Uh, the first one. I hated to do it, but James Harden. Oh, me too. I want to do it. Uh, two. Well, two things. First of all, um, I, I hated unbiased. I hated how he played things and how things went with the, the Rockets, Same. which happened this year. He played eight games for the Rockets this year. You you have to take that into consideration. Forgot about that, didn't you? Yeah, and then also <laughs> on the, the counterpoint is that, I mean, the Nets are the two seed, and I had no nobody on the Nets representing the team. Right. Of, which is historically you, you put good teams, good players on. And I think he was the best player for them. I don't think it was close. Same. So he played 30, so what was it? I mean, counting the Rockets and the Nets games, plus he's been hurt, which is another thing. He didn't play a ton of games. But in total, he's played as many games as LeBron has played, and he's coming right. He just got the Bleacher Report. He's coming, coming back, back tonight. tonight. Yeah. So he'll play some more games. He's played enough games that that's not an issue, even counting the games with the Rockets. So Rockets and the Nets stats this year. He's averaged, averaging 25-11-8. It's pretty incredible. The, the, the thing for me that did it was the win streak. I don't remember how long it was or when it was, but earlier when he was on the Nets, Durant was out. Kyrie was out. They were like 13-1, and one, like a stretch yeah. of that. They were had this incredible win streak. And for like a month, three-week-to-month period, Harden was easily the best player on the planet. 
So I just, I mean, he was just too good. He didn't play much. And, and the Rockets was terrible, but he was too good when he was playing. Yeah, and and the the Nets have not been that good without him. That is also another huge part yeah, of it. Yeah, that's true. They've been they've been worse without him than without Durant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah I had James Harden as well. Uh, my other guard is <laughs> is Russell Westbrook. Oh, okay, good. I don't have him. Uh, it's probably recency bias. Probably. Mm. He has completely turned around this season for the Wizards. Like it looked hopeless at one point, and lately he's been playing at such a high level. While other guys have been getting injured, coming in and out of the lineup, whatever, Russ has been the constant ever since he's you know he's come back from his quad injury to start the year. I mean, he's averaging twenty two, eleven and a half, and eleven and a half mm-hmm. rebounds and assists. The advanced numbers are pretty blah. You know, they're not they're not fantastic in his favor. But when you watch him, you you understand the value of what he brings on the court. And he was my, the rest of the guards, like I considered Beal, Booker, and uh, Kyrie. And I said that Russ was the most deserving of those guys. I I picked his teammate, Bradley Beal. Okay. I didn't have a hard time yeah. with this at all. Really? Because I, I mean, for me, Bradley Beal has been the best player for the Wizards all season. I think he's been better than Russ all season. And like you said, that Russ has been the constant since the All-Star break, but Beal's been the constant all season. Mm-hmm. I mean, second, I mean, he was carrying when they were terrible. He was the only reason they weren't losing games by 50 at the beginning of the right. season. I mean, still second in the league in scoring. That He's cooled off as Russ has picked it up, but but he's been, all year, he's been good. He's been healthy this year. He's had injury problems in the past. And their offense has been terrible when he's off the court all season. And like I said, the recency bias that Russ has been the story lately, but all season it's been Beal. It's been Beal's team. So I didn't. I, I couldn't pick Russ over Beal. Mm-hmm. I think Beal's been the better wizard. Yeah, that's uh, that's okay with me. Just the the numbers alone for Russ pop. You know the oh absolutely average yeah. triple double, yeah. uh, well over a triple double. Um, the, like like I said, the numbers aren't great. Like the the three point shooting is bad. Obviously, the free throw shooting is bad. Um, he's pretty good, you know, inside the line in the three point line. But um, we're not <laughs> we're not making a case based off his shot selection or uh, if you want him on your team. Just on what he can do. Yeah, <laughs> what, he does the, yeah, yeah what he does on the court. Um, yeah, cool. All right, move on to the poll, the all NBA poll. Yeah, okay, uh, for, so first of all, go ahead and explain we'll it. To it. First of all, for those that participated, thank you. Actually, we, I don't know if you know this, Seth, but we caused so much traffic at Google that uh, Andrew Google himself, the CEO, <laughs> called me and said, uh, not since your nudes leaked have we caused such a slowdown <laughs> at Google because of all the traffic that we send their way. So thank you to the people that, that submitted the survey. So last week we we put out a survey, asked people, put it on Twitter, at Graze the Rim, to fill out your own bracket for NBA teams, your own ballot for NBA teams. And uh, so how it works is we looked up how they officially tally vote. So you pick your all-NBA teams, two guards, two forwards, one center at first, second, third team, and then they get points. Five points for first team, three points for second team, third point, one point for third team. So five, three, one. And they just tally up the votes, and whoever has the most votes gets first team, second team, third team. Before we start, Seth, I got a bone to pick with you specifically. Uh-oh. And the viewers, you didn't know this. The viewers don't know this. So I'm talking to both people. So for those that don't know, I, I edit the podcast. So it takes some time. I listen to the entire podcast, so it's not as short as people that listen know. It's not brief. What people don't know is it takes much, much longer. I'm going to let a little, little look behind the curtain. It Ooh, takes much, okay. much longer to edit. And that's because it takes several hours to edit out the countless ethnic and racial slurs that you say <laughs> every single week without fail. And again, people don't know this, but when we record, 
I actually have to have Urban Dictionary pulled up so that I can <laughs> look up all the words you used and understand which minority group you're insulting. So the point is, last week, I finished doing that. I'm drained. Finished editing the podcast. I remembered, as it's uploading to you, because you do all the business side, that we need to do the survey. So I, I went on Google Forums, never used it before, figured out how to make it. And I hadn't made my picks yet, so I didn't want to go look up, like, for uh, the players, like, who do we put on the ballot. I didn't want to look up the, the uh, list of players. So I just pulled up a list of NBA teams and, like, went through the teams. And, all right, take a player from this team. Just thought of who was good, basically looking at the teams, right? So I, I, I did that. And then, you know, I had to take time to make sure I spelled names right. Like, I didn't know how to spell Giannis's name, Vucevic, yeah. Chris Paul. These are all names I had to look up to make sure I spelled right. So I sent I sent the form to you, and I said, I quote, I looked up the text. I said, look and see if I'm missing any players I should add. You said, I'll check it out. Next morning, I texted you and said, how did it look? You said you thought it looked good, and so we were good to go. And I asked you, said, did it really look good? Did you phone in looking good? Because, <laughs> first of all, uh, we misspelled Jason Tatum's name. <laughs> I we did we did do that and the reason i found out was because uh when i texted out the list my brother texted me that i misspelled his name and the only way he would know that is if you looked it up because who would know I mean, he spells it with a y which is stupid j-a-y-s-o-n so no one's gonna actually spell their name like that which is stupid but that notwithstanding a few days ago as i was looking through the results of the ballots people had already filled out uh, i was surprised to see that no one had voted for a player that i thought about putting in we didn't put in Ben Simmons in the original ballot. <laughs> so the survey is tainted, what I'm saying. And I blame you. I passed the blame on to you because I passed <laughs> it to you asking if it was good. You were the proofreader. So before we get started, it's hard. To, I don't know if we can take this with full uh, full honesty and integrity because there were some issues with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, you forgot the Y in Jalen Brown also. I did add that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. When did I forget that? Was the that, start. Okay, I, so you proofreaded it. You did your job. Thank you. Like I said, half of it. Like I said, as I was editing, or after I edited the podcast, I was mentally and emotionally drained. I can so, imagine. So I didn't have time to lock in and make sure everything was perfect in the form. That was when I passed it to you. You know, I've I've been talking about how we get more, how we can get more traffic on the on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Maybe if you don't edit all that stuff out, we could at least be talked about. You know, <laughs> Let it right. Okay. <laughs> any any publicity is good publicity. That's a good point. That's right. Damage control. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you have the list, though, the actual list, right? All right, let's start with the... Yeah, I'll start with our first team selections based on you, the fans right. and listeners. At guard, Steph Curry and Chris Paul, first team. Wow, okay. So you couldn't do it, I couldn't do it, but they did. The viewers did good for that. That's right. Uh, forwards, Giannis and LeBron James. Oh, wow, okay. Yes, yes, yes. It was it was fairly close, but then center uh, was obviously Jokic. You mean, you mean it was close for who would be first team forward? Mm-hmm. Opposite yeah, to Giannis. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And okay, so we have Steph, Chris Paul. Do you have? LeBron. Do you have the vote totals? Can you read off the vote totals? Yeah, LeBron had a lot of first place votes. <laughs> do you not have the, I didn't. I thought you had the count. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Giannis had 75 uh, first place votes and one third place vote. I was I was hoping if you could just read through. No, no, no. That's 75. <laughs> Hang on. How are you no, counting this? Stop. No. Shh, shh. It was 75 points, but okay. I'm saying it was 75 votes. <laughs> That's fine. I don't... What? Okay. He didn't have first... He didn't have points and third place points. It's just total points. Right. No, I added it all up. 
Yeah. Yeah. 76. Giannis I was, had 76 I was points. all the points so we can hear how close it was. Like, oh, okay. All the like, oh, okay. So how do you want me to do this? Like, go through the guards? Just no. Just go through the teams, but say how many points they got. Okay. First team, Steph Curry, 76 points. The other guard on the first team, Chris Paul, with 39. So it was not close. Right. But Steph Curry was unanimous or nearly unanimous. It was not unanimous. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I know. All right. And then for the forwards, Giannis, also not unanimous. 76 points, but not unanimous. And LeBron, 38 points. Jokic, also not unanimous. 78 points. Well, I do. I, I haven't looked through all. I should point this out. Somebody uh, didn't read the instructions that well because uh, you were supposed to pick two forwards, two guards, and one center. At least one person picked two centers at each position. So I don't know if it's going to affect the vote, but, but um, Stop anyways, the vote go on. Continue. Or whatever. Okay. Okay, we got that. That's the first team. Yeah. Second team at guard. Uh, let me find it. <laughs> uh, Bradley Beal, 30 votes. And Doncic, 38. So Doncic was second team with 38. Chris Paul was first team with 39. So wow, very close okay, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that forward, we had Durant. Kevin Durant <laughs> with 32 <laughs> he played in like he, he hasn't played that many games. He's played like 30 games. He's played okay. 32 games for the amount of votes he got, points he got. Um, and then Julius Randle was the other one at 24 points. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Nailed that one. And then center, obviously, was uh, Embiid, 45 total points. So we have Beal, Doncic, Julius Randle, and Kevin Durant with Embiid at center, second team. Third team, we have Russell Westbrook, 26 points, and James Harden, 20 points. I got the guards down. Mm. And then at forward... Third team, Kawhi Leonard with 23 points, and Demonis Sabonis with 19 points. I noticed we both, yeah, yeah. Um, Notable omission from ours, okay. Yes. Kawhi had 23, third team, Jewish Randall's second team had 24. So one point split those guys up. And then our third team center, Bam Adebayo. Wow. Not, nine points. Vucevic and Gobert both had eight. Oh, close. Yeah. Somebody yeah, yeah. who overvoted for two might have swayed that. <laughs> who, who else were our close misses? We have um, let's see it. here. Yeah, there was uh, Damian Lillard had 17 votes. He didn't make either team as the guard. What was that? What was the lowest that made it for guards? 20. James Harden had 20, okay. so he was three three points shy of uh, of Harden. And then for Zion was the next. Oh, Zion and Anthony Davis with 13 and 11 uh, weren't too close. Mm. Sabonis had 19 as the lowest. So who voted for Sabonis? Interesting yeah. pick. The Saboner baby. Okay. All right. Those cool. are our teams. That's fun. I, like uh, I, I got to say, yeah, thank you for doing it. I don't, I don't see two, uh, two players getting in in the most crowded position on an under 500 team. So I don't <laughs> think both Beal and Westbrook will get in. Unfortunately. Dang it. All right. I also uh, don't see Kevin Durant making a team. No, God. How many games, how many games has he played? Let me find it. Okay. I'll find it. I thought it was 30. Team? I thought it was 32, actually. Yeah. Someone saw, oh, Kevin Durant. That guy's good. That's an easy omission. For it's me. actually it's actually 32, and that's how many okay. points he got. So that's That was an easy omission for me. You got to find Same, I didn't, the cup people didn't play enough. Either. I didn't even, didn't even consider it. Okay. Okay, so now, like we said, we're going to move on to the draft. And so we gave our own NBA teams who we would have voted for. We've heard who you would have voted for. So now we're going to try to predict who actually gets it. So we're just going to snake draft it, Seth? What do you think? How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay, let me 
get writing down. Let's make it. How about a table? Let's get a nice table. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. You fill that out. Uh, what? Two by ones. We can just keep them separate. Okay. So, uh, I'll flip a coin on my phone. Oh no! Side. I got an idea. I, okay. I got an idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's let the fans decide. All right, guys. Who should go first? All right. Cool. I'll go. They decided. I'll go. Okay. You heard them. All right. Go nuts. That was a deafening Seth. Go ahead. Okay. I will take uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. See, I'd actually rather go second. Because I get Steph and... uh, I'm taking Steph. And I'm taking uh, Jokic. No bonus for MVP. Just... Oh, yeah. Are we going to do... You get more points with their higher team, I assume? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many many are we drafting? Like... uh, Uh, 20 guys, maybe. 20? It's a lot. Nine. Nine each. Okay. 18. Okay. Okay. Um, you took Steph and Jokic. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay, I don't I know did. if I, I don't know if you said that or not. I yes, I did. I'll take uh, Luca and Joel Embiid. Okay, I will take uh, Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul. Okay. Give me Dame and LeBron, Lejean Brames. All right. Okay, Dame. Spell Braun. Okay, so who are we missing for my first team? Oh, the other forward. <laughs> okay. Um Who are they who are they gonna pick? That's the question. I know, that's that's the question. Not who I want. Uh I think Paul George. Okay. That's one. Uh well, let's do Rudy Gobert. It's free thirteen. Did you pick Kawhi already? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just gonna get Do you want to read a, off? A I can late read off steal. For you. No, that's okay. Give okay. me, um, give me Julius Randle, and I'll take Bradley Beal. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I got two. How many total is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So it's thirteen. Hmm. Fourteen and fifteen. So this is it. This should be the full teams right here. Mm-mm-mm. Who are the who are the people? Who are the people? Uh, I'll take Jimmy Butler. Okay. Hoping they take defense into account. <laughs> and then, who else is guards? I don't. I have no idea actually who the guards are going to be. I, exactly. <laughs> no one knows. I'll do Harden. James Harden. Okay. Okay. Give right, so me. You get, hang on. How many more? So this is your last two, and then I have okay. one more. Okay. Give me Russ. That way I can at least get one of the Wizards. Okay. And then I will take – give me Devonis Sabonis. <laughs> He's all yours. <laughs> okay. Going uh, for the wow factor. Uh, laughs are cheap. I'm going for gasps. Uh, okay. <laughs> let me get – gosh, I guess I can talk out loud. I want to pick Zion because I think he's I did get too, more but votes I, than he did. Actually, can I change my can nope, I change my pick? No, 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 no. No, you can have Zion. Who are you? Hang on. I might. I said I'm thinking about Zion. Okay. Okay. I'll, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna think. Tell you what, I'll, I'll make my pick, and then if you want to change it to somebody you haven't picked. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who else guards? I don't think Donovan Mitchell will get it. Also, we haven't no, talked about was... Jason Tatum at all. Damn it! That's what. I said. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We didn't talk about it. I want to pick a guard, but I have no, I have no confidence in the guards. I don't either. I'm going to pick Tatum. Damn it! I think he's a better <laughs> chance than Zion. I was gonna, I was gonna pick. 
Although I think Sabonis had a better year. Like people love Jason Tatum. He's gonna get votes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do I hear him? Do I hear the teams? Yeah. So you have uh Giannis, Luca, Embiid, Dame, I'll say full names, Damian Lillard, LeBron, <laughs> Julius Randle, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, and Sabonis. <laughs> you do <laughs> You say, all right, I'll say full names. LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't need, well, if, if I'm saying LeBron, you're not saying LeBron who? <laughs> LeBron James Jr. Who's I mean, kid is that? Uh, okay. So so you had that. Well, I just, I don't let's say Dame, Braun. Yeah, no, so I wrote yeah. down. Okay. Yeah. So you had those guys. I have Steph Curry, uh, Jokic, Kawhi, Chris Paul, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, James Harden, Jason Tatum. Okay. We'll see. It'll be fun. Curious to see it ends. A lot of guards, or a lot of forwards, I mean. Okay, moving on. Yeah, let's splash or pass. So, every week, uh, we splash or pass, we take smaller... Oh, you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> okay. tripped a little bit. <laughs> okay, good. We take smaller NBA news, stories, rumors, gossip that weren't big enough to talk about in the main story. We talk about them here, we give our take, whether we splash, like them, or pass, dislike them. But every week, we come up with different criteria to rate them by... And this week, since we were talking about all NBA teams, you came up with passing to you. Ah, uh, okay. We're splashing. Wait, hold on. Let me think about this, Rob. Are we splashing? Which one are we splashing? Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be the good, the best player. Okay. Okay. The best player to never make an All NBA team. First, First team. team. Yes. Okay. So this week we are splashing the best player to never make an All NBA first team. That'll be Carmelo Anthony with zero All NBA first team appearances, four second team, two third team, but zero first team. And he got an MVP votes. He, he did get one MVP vote as well. And then we have on the other end, we're passing one Latrell Sprewell, who made one All NBA team in his career, which was a first team All NBA. So the worst uh, player to make first team All NBA. That's right. In recent memory, Latrell Sprewell. That's right. All right. So splash on. Mellow, pass, pass on, on choking your coach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> better, that's better. Okay, uh, who's the first? I'll go first. Why not? I am mellow. I am splashing on trump cards, not the Ooh. person, the concept in games. Trump cards. So, despite the new play in games and new lottery odds trying to discourage tanking, tanking, you good back there? Yeah, just thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So despite the playing game and new lottery odds trying to discourage tanking, it doesn't work. There's no way to discourage tanking. People are still tanking. It's actually really tight at the bottom. So the Rockets are in sole position of worst with 16 wins. The Pistons have 20 wins. Four teams have 21 wins. All those teams are jockeying to get better lottery odds to get further to the bottom. So how do we get to the bottom? The Thunder, who just benched a good veteran, and if any players are banged up, they keep them out indefinitely. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, losers of 11 straight games, have taken a different approach. Instead of benching their good players, they are playing awful players. They called <laughs> up a hometown hero, Anderson Verjao, who yes. apparently hasn't played 5-on-5 five five basketball since 2019. <laughs> he was signed by the Cavs. The 38-year-old played 16 minutes against the Mavericks. Uh, and and he has been awful in every game. They have lost every game he's played. Obviously, Cleveland gets to hide behind bringing back a legend to retire with the club. In reality, they are doing option two, playing terrible players. So this is literally, this is two K career mode. When you mm-hmm. want to go tank, what do you do? 
You go to you the get centers. the worst players. Well, no, you get centers. Is what you and do. You just play them at all five positions. That's right. You go to centers. You sort by overall, so it's lowest first, and then you get Anderson Vergeau to play starting shooting guard next to starting point guard Cole Aldridge. That's what you do. <laughs> and it, like he's been terrible. It's actually insane that he gets to play. Like like there's no rule against just playing awful players. But this is Cleveland's trump card. This is how they get to the bottom. The Adam Sandler meme. This is how I win by playing 38 year olds that haven't played five on five basketball in two years. Yeah, and their quest to become the power bottom. That's right. So, splashing on trump cards. Okay. Um, I am mellow on getting dunked on and it being funny. I we've been on, we've talked about this multiple times. Let's normalize getting dunked on, Robbie. Okay? Yes, I agree. It happens, right? Best way to do it, laugh it off. Make it fun. Uh, Brooke Lopez got dunked on, which, as he does, uh, this time by Kenyon Martin Jr. Uh, he caught Brooke Lopez on the lob and dunked on Brooke Lopez. And he screamed. He flexed. As he's screaming and flexing, Brooke Lopez is seen on camera, like, jumping and cowering in fear as Kenyon Martin Jr. is screaming. And that is hilarious. I, I put the clip on, on Twitter, at Graze the Rim. But Brooke Lopez's reaction is so funny. And in, a, after the game, he was asked about it. And he's like, well, that was the reaction that K.J. Martin was going for. So I figured I'd give it to him. Um, he jumps up, like kind of cowers. It, it's, it's great. It was I very cartoonish, his funny. reaction. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Animated over the It was Way over the fun. top. Yeah. He had fun with it for sure. Let's uh, do more of that. Uh, Let's let... get dunked on more. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> signing up for that. All right. Good. Let's go. So I am... For my next one, I am mellow. I am splashing on one Hot Rod Hundley. You familiar with him? No. Well, Rodney Hundley, a.k.a. Hot Rod Hundley, was a Hall of Fame college basketball player at West Virginia, number one overall pick in 1957. Played eight seasons in the NBA, had to retire due to knee injuries. Went on to be a TV and radio broadcaster for the Utah Jazz for over 30 years. Known as an eccentric personality, he had a very famous quote when he was playing for the Lakers alongside Elgin Baylor. Uh, Elgin Baylor exploded for a career-high 71 points, and after the game, he came out in an interview and said, My biggest thrill came on the night Elgin Baylor and I combined for 73 points at Madison Square Garden. Elgin had 71 of them. Love it. Great quote. All-time great quote, right? Uh, So I am splashing on this because Kent Bazemore this week challenged his inner hot rod Hudley. (laughs) So his quote after a, a huge game from Steph Curry to so Ken Bazemore, uh, Warriors teammate of Steph Curry, said mm-hmm. of Curry, 49 points in 29 minutes, though. That's unreal. Uh, then we got guys hurting hamstrings trying to keep up. So you all got to do some research on that. Uh, this was a not so subtle jab at, at Bradley Beal, who is in competition for the scoring title with Curry. So to Ken, well, this is a very you don't make fun of people with injuries, first of all. So obviously it's a stupid comment. But the reason Curry is scoring a ton is because people like you, Kent Bazemore, are his teammates and cannot, for the life of you, put the ball in the hoop. So scoring seven points a game as his teammates, like like people that, do you know how rare it is for a player to win a scoring title and win an NBA championship? It's only happened three times. Uh, Shaq in 2000 was the most recent one to do it. Because players on good teams don't have to score so much that they win scoring titles. So you, Kent Bazemore, by being so bad, are allowing Steph Curry to explode on scoring nights every night because he has to, because his team will lose by 80 <laughs> if he doesn't, instead of the times when they lose by 60, Yeah, which they do normally. Yeah, so, I'm uh, glad you brought that up. Yeah. Do you have, do you have anything to I add about that. it? 
I just the way I thought of what he was saying is that in the because Brad Beal got hurt in the Pacers game when he he dropped fifty. Yeah, and I was I thought he was saying that Steph makes it look so easy scoring forty nine in twenty nine minutes. Meanwhile, you're working your ass off to get fifty so so hard that you have to hurt yourself. Oh, to do that's so. better. That's better. I like that better. Yeah, is how I thought of it. And then uh, Brad Beal went off last night. Oh, if you God, didn't see did, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, go check out. Uh, it's like at. Real Deal Beal or some shit like that. Yeah, Bradley 23. The best thing three. was that he, I just mean, tagged, he just tagged Kent Bazemore in it. Like, no passive-aggressive. Yes. Like, I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so also shout out Bradley Beal for just for adding him. Yes. You know? yes, yes. No subtle shots. I will lower on Kent Bazemore because people are obviously roasting Kent Bazemore for this. And yes. uh, but the most famous Kent Bazemore moment is when he got crossed by uh, James Harden. Harden and wrote, wrote like a twit longer. Like yeah. Like a note about it because like, the note with the screenshot. Like, yeah, yeah. Like here's why I got crossed. Like trying. It's to like an in-depth uh, analysis of his movement and thought. Yes. Like, and yes, thoughts. yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is so stupid. <laughs> okay, I am Spreewell. I am passing on Luca's Golden Boy allure. Okay, it's gotten too far. Cool hand Luca. Yes, cool hand Luca. Uh, Luca magic. So the other night, I don't know if you saw this. Luca in a game against the Cavs. Was under the hoop with Colin Sexton. Sex, uh, they were going for a rebound. Sexton kind of gave him a, a forearm to the back while they were boxing out. Luca turns around, looks at him, swings his arm back, and just swings it right at his nuts. Okay, makes good contact, and then like he goes back to to boxing out. They assess him with flagrant two, as they should. Uh, very clearly uh, intentional. After the game, he says, "I saw the video, and I just want you to know that I didn't do it intentionally." Uh, he clearly did intentionally. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, people weren't going as crazy as they were when people like uh, like Draymond are kicking people in the nuts, you know? They weren't raising hell. They weren't. And I'm kind of upset about that because at least at least Draymond was doing a basketball move. Like, he made it look like a basketball move, trying to hide it. Luke would just fall on like, all right, I'm doing this. This is a punch to the nuts. You know, I I don't like saying I respect Draymond, but I respect Draymond at least making it look like a basketball play. Well, if I can push back, uh, you sure can. The reason Draymond gets more criticism for it is because he's made a <laughs> habit of it. He but sure like has. Like I said before, you can find YouTube videos with compilations of Draymond hitting people in the nuts. You know the 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 path that Luca's on, though. I don't think we're far well, we from can, that. Let's give him a pass the first seven or eight times, and then when okay. he does it seven or eight more times, like Draymond has. All I'm asking, Luca, is just make it look like a basketball play, okay? But the kick is so bad that Draymond does. That's it's just a little kicks. flail. Yeah, it it's is. Just, it is not good. Bad. <laughs> if you could do it with the hands, that's better. The did kick... you Did you watch the video of Luca though? No, I haven't. It, seen he it. just He just turns around, swings the arm <laughs> right back. But then Sexton doesn't like drop the floor or anything. He just like stares at Luca, and Luca like turns around and boxes out. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> great, that's great. All right, my last one. I am pass. I am Spreewell on the Timberwolves moment of the year. Oh, yeah. So last week, during the award show week, we, we mentioned the Timberwolves moment of the year, which is an award dedicated to the Timberwolves, that despite their best efforts, things always seemed to not work out for them, that they couldn't do right what they needed to do right. But that might have been changing, that the, the, the aura of the Timberwolves might have been changing, because starting at the top, Alex Rodriguez was looking to buy the Timberwolves and mm-hmm. had reached a pre-sale agreement, or it seemed like a pre-sale agreement, with Glenn Taylor, the owner. But the window for his deal has expired, and that just he's still available to the deal still might happen. But the the the, the ex, what is it? But the exclusive window that A Rod had is now gone. 
so other people can now make bids. And none other than Aaron Aflalo, 35-year-old, <laughs> 10 points per game career NBA player, played for six teams in the last four seasons of his 10-year career, is the head of an ownership group also looking to make an offer. In the last 10 months has been involved in making an offer to own the Timberwolves. And nothing is more Timberwolves. What is more Timberwolves than to go from Alex Rodriguez as an owner to Aaron Aflalo as your former professional owner? Yeah. So uh, we yeah. might have jumped the gun on the Timberwolves moment of the year because this might be the best of the bunch. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it is. Uh, I think Aflalo just wants another chance in the league. He's like, best way I can do Ooh, this is own the team. Player, owner, yeah. coach. I like that. Yes. Okay, let me let me end here with quite possibly my favorite story that has come up in a while. I am mellow on drama, NBA drama, the best kind of drama. There is a lot going on in Indiana right now. This Pacers organization is going through a very turbulent time. Not only were they expected to have such a, a great season, make, maybe make a playoff run this year, uh, they're in the nine spot right now, looking like they're going to fight through the play-in to get in. Not only that, but there's also reports coming out about how shitty their coach is and how much everyone hates him. Uh, Nate Bjorkren is in their first se- in his first season as the head coach of the Pacers. I, c- I can't remember which one happened first. I think I think this moment that I'm going to talk about came first. Gogo Bataze is the is a backup center for the Pacers. That's a real name that you. That said is that is a real name. Um, and he missed a defensive assignment, a uh, rotation, on uh, a possession. And Greg Foster, assistant coach, was screaming at him from the sideline. Goga comes down to the other end, hits a three. And as he's backpedaling to play defense, the camera pans to him, and he's pointing at the bench to Big Foster and says, sit the fuck down, to his coach, <laughs> to his assistant yeah. coach. <laughs> and, at the, and after that shot, the, I, I can't even remember who they're playing, but they brought the ball up, they called a timeout. And Greg Foster is all over him. He's he has to be held back by multiple players have to hold him back. He's just a little white, bald dude, too. Yeah, he's a big, white, bald guy. Oh, is he the big one? Yeah, the head, Nate Bjorken is the little guy. <laughs> oh God, that's worse. Exactly. So Nate Bjorken can just bench. yeah, Nate Bjorken is just standing there looking up at Greg Foster, obviously, <laughs> and he can't contain him. So he has to be held back by multiple players. So then that happens, and then the next day, this this article comes out uh, from Bleacher Report how people hate Nate Bjorken, which is weird because he had so much praise to start the season. Um, he had them at the four seed early in the season. They looked like they were playing really good basketball. Uh, they won a game and. Demonis Sabonis, in a, in a post-game interview, claimed that Nate Bjorkman is a genius. Fast forward to now, people are saying that the Pacers didn't really take their time with the coach uh, search, that they didn't look at him as a person, they just looked at him as a basketball mind. Apparently, he's just a shitty person, like aggressive and abrasive towards everybody. And it's safe to say that the Nate Bjorkman era is coming to a soon to an end very soon. So there was a story in there about him yelling at, like, I guess it was, like, the flight staff, why they weren't taking off. No, okay. Did you hear this? No, I didn't hear it. So they couldn't take off because the plane was de-icing, and he's screaming at the staff, like, let's get out of here. What are you guys doing? He's like, sir, no, we we cannot take off. We will all die. (laughs) He's like, well, I want to go. And just, he, so based on the report, it sounds like he is, like, micromanaging, like, he has to be in charge of everything, and I think the worst part of it is that T.J. Warren, the star of the Pacers in the bubble last year, he w- he played for Nate Bjorkman when Bjorkman was an assistant in Phoenix. And once he found out found out who the new head coach was in Indiana this year, uh, he requested a trade. 
It obviously didn't go through, but a team representative for the Pacers, uh, unnamed one, said that the reason that TJ Warren decided to have season-ending surgery is because he didn't want to play for Bjorkman, which is a huge red flag, right? Yeah. Yeah. Based on, you know, when you, when you think of a new first-time head coach, they're usually pretty energetic, like excited to have the job, usually in for the long haul, like ready to learn as they're going on. Apparently not him. Like, he, it sounds like he has to be in charge of everything. He has to know everything. He limits what kind of information gets to his staff and to his players. And it, it's just really, it's, first of all, horrible timing as they're trying to make a push to the playoffs here. And this this roster has been so, you know, all over the place this year. Guys in and out due to COVID or injuries or whatever it is. It's just a really shitty spot for him to be in. But it sounds like it's happened to the right guy. Yeah, he. I mean, there's there's no chance in a world he's not gone. Right, and you just think with a with a with something like that coming out, no one's going to want to hire that. No one's going to want to play for that guy. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, like in the future. Yeah, I'm nervous. I've been so high on the patients all year, and they're clearly not going to get it together. And you're like, like wondering, like, what, 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 what is going wrong in Indiana? <laughs> you're like, oh, it's there. It is. <laughs> That's a sociopath. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, uh, Mike D'Antoni sounds like <laughs> you're getting the head coaching job. <laughs> there, there's an availability. <laughs> That's all I got. Good. All right. That's the app. Nice work. We will. Our, our schedule is going to change as the playoffs start. Because playoffs are starting, which is exciting. So if you are setting your calendar, setting your alarm clocks to the release of this podcast, buckle up because yeah. things will be. We're, we're going to be flexing around the playoff schedule. So just keep an eye out for episodes because they'll be coming. If you thought we watched a lot of basketball before, oh, buddy. No, it's going to come. I know. That's that's right. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> All right, we're good. You got anything else? No. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for filling out the form. We'll try to figure out more ways for you guys to be involved. Ooh, we, like we like that stuff. Like yeah. All right, Logan Martin, play out. I guess it's back. You're dirty. STL Derby. I'm like magic to Kareem, man. You tell me I ain't worthy. I ain't speaking about Georgia. I'm speaking about income. Did you hear that, Elizabeth? Here comes the big one. I put my money in your community. On your budget, I want my ass with your advance to the toilet and flush it. My last dance be a stance of general custard. I hold up cause I can, I got cheese and mustard. I got the stats of a Hall of Famer and just two records. That's why I'm back up at the Super Bowl with Julius Peppers. I got that can't stop, won't stop in my veins. That's why they can't stop, won't stop screaming my name. Logan, Logan, go tell your friends to tell your friend I'ma keep the same grin whether I lose or win. I'm going down 10, I'ma fight to the end. Let's go, ain't no way they can stop me now. Logan comes my way, yeah, I can feel my rain coming. It's the blood of a champion. I'm through some of my veins, it's too much fun to be running. I'm make you get what I can more, even if my blood, my sweat, and my tears don't mean nothing. It's the blood of a champion. It's the heart of, it's the heart of. Still the same, I'm shooting out from my rain With Peyton Manning top aim Can stop me from scoring So the results are just hacking So there's three of us now, me, AI, and Shaq From the look to the eyes, I say Harbor Man With more heart than whole park On Valentine's Day I'm the one that you've been raving about My Ray Lewis, I think it's hard to go And change your route Cause you don't know if I'm listening Or if I'm sitting and reading Waiting on 
lead to drug trip or drop back and throw up a pig mine. Ain't no way they can know. 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 Ain't no way they can stop me now. Broken calls on my way, yeah. I can feel my rain coming. It's the blood of the champion. Made on how I can twerk it. It's hard work, pays off, then easy work is worthless. My work habit ain't no heaven, man. I do it on purpose. I push myself to the limits of my talent on surface. So now it's curtains and trades on anybody who hates disliking what I'm reciting, biting what I've been writing. I've been done by scratching and clawing on every hate. Trying to make you remember me like you remember the times. Cause I'm a warrior. My daddy was a soldier. I Vietnam been with a dirty thought. I told you. I'm supposed to rip up your town in Teriosis. Hitting like vultures, man. I'm young, white, and rich. As good as it gets. And giving your point guard fierce. He thinks he's done seeing pressure, man. But he ain't seen. Shh. Ain't no way they can know. Ain't no way they can know. Ain't no way they can know. Yeah.